Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. You arrive at a small hobbit hole. Give him a little knock. Hello. What seems to be the problem? This dude is hurt. Can you tell me what happened? Have you ever encountered these things that fly around and eat spiders? Spider eaters? Yeah, one of those guys. Well, he got stinged by one. She starts waving the stick over your body and chanting. Aslo is now recovered from the paralysis. You find a nice room at the moss-covered rock, and you spot one man, scruffy beard and a thick cloak, like wagon broke down just outside of town. We can help you fix your wagon if you want. While you hold up the cart and, Tokus, you make the repairs, I will keep watch and I climb up onto the cart. Thank you so much for your assistance. Good day. And he flips the reins and the horses start trotting off. There's our good deed for the day, guys. Yeah, I think that went really well. You leave town heading north. You see movement and dust clouds in the distance. A caravan headed in your direction. Four men on horseback then break away from the group galloping towards you. We're all wearing plate armor and carrying pole arms upright. Whoa, are they wearing insignia of any kind? Uh, make a perception check. Perception check. Let's do it, guys. Uh, that's a 19 with my Goliath eyes. That's an 8 here. 6. Well, Shaba, you can spot the crest of Aranth, which is the country that you are now in. Oh. Ah. Have we been, is Lessonrail in Aranth as well, or are we crossing over the border into Aranth? You crossed the border into Aranth as soon as you left Lessonrail. Okay. Gotcha. Hmm. Troops. And how many of these troops did you say there were, approximately? It's a little bit hard to tell, but it looks like at least a dozen wagons and carts, and however many animals and men would go with that. So we're talking about maybe 50 dudes. Somewhere around there. Maybe not quite as much. Okay. All right, stand fast, gents. Let's uh, rein up and let them come to us. All right. The men rein in their horses some 15 feet away, and then one of them in the lead calls out, Hail, adventurers! Hail to you as well. Fear not. We mean you no harm if you intend none for us. Have you perchance seen a half-elven man pass this way? We believe he had a loaded wagon and some horses, but it's possible he abandoned them along the road. His name is Irondal Whiteleaf though we have reason to suspect he is traveling under a pseudonym. Hmm. He's wanted for horse theft, robbery, burglary, tax evasion, trespassing, forgery, avoiding conscription, and impersonating a noble. Oh, yeah, wow. we did see a guy like that. Um, but, but someone named Arundel? No. No, I, I, I've never <laughs> met anyone with that name. Sorry, can't help you. Yeah, uh, no, I, can, I think we can help them, Aslo. I don't think we owe any particular loyalty to this criminal who... Gave us a false name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they gave us a false coupon. Yeah. Oh, no, the coupon's false. Dang it. Crap, guys. We should have just <laughs> taken the three gold pieces. Those gold pieces probably had chocolate inside. Oh, man, even that would have been better than the stupid fake No, dang it. Why didn't we take the gold pieces? <laughs> we have evidence that we met him. They might know the pseudonym. Why don't we work with these guys to bring him in and get part of the bounty if there is a bounty? Mm. Is there a bounty? Aslo, you should coordinate that, though, because I can't speak very well. Ask them if there's a bounty. Mr. Guard, my name is Aslo, and I'm asking you, <laughs> is there a bounty? <laughs> no bounty has been put out at the moment, but the guard is on alert tracking him. Hmm. It sounds as though you've possibly run into this man. Could you describe the one that you encountered, and we'll see if it matches our notes. He was a man. He was fairly manly, <laughs> I would yeah. say. Fairly uh, LV, too, I would say. I guess. Roughly half and half. He was about as tall as a usual man would be, Yeah, I suppose. I don't really know how tall humans would be, but... Average build, average height, average hair. Average looks, average eyes. Yeah. Average voice. A average everything. <laughs> what I described him as was a man with a scruffy beard, heavy cloak, and headband. Yeah, you're not even sure if he was half-elf like they were saying. As far as you know, he could have been human, could have been half-elf. Um, do you have a list of pseudonyms by which he may have been traveling? It's easy enough for one to change one's name in every town he stops by. Hmm. Well, he went by Melinar. Neffel. Neffel. Melinar Neffel. Although he did have to pause for a long time when we asked him for his last name, so... That should be an indication. Yeah, he probably had to pull up some sort of D&D, you know, last name generator <laughs> website <laughs> yeah. or something. You guys know how it works. So you give a description of roughly 
what he actually looked like. Yeah. Whatever. Scruffy beard. Real shady. It sounds like it could very well be him. When and where did you last see him? Well, we helped him fix his cart this morning. Yeah, we kind of fixed his cart because, like, we, we like helping people. Yeah. We didn't know that he was a criminal. And uh, I'm going to pass this off to Aslo before I have to make a check. <laughs> uh, yes, everything he just said. Didn't realize he was a criminal. Helped him fix his cart. This was about X number of leagues back that way. And yeah, he crossed over him. the border, right, into whatever that yes. kingdom was. Into Bethinter. Into Bethinter. Yeah. We saw yes. him riding that direction. Huh. At least we have a lead now. Won't have to waste our time searching both routes on this road. What of the wagon and the horses? You said you fixed the wagon. How many horses with him? Two. Two. Do you know what goods he was carrying? Just to make sure that this is indeed our man. Uh, salt, fabric... And fabric softener. Well, that's what he told us anyway. Uh, he never the actually gave bars. us a look at uh, at the goods, but there seemed to be quite a lot stacked. In you it. saw the cloth bolts. Oh, we did. Okay, seems to line up. The man then reaches into a pouch hanging from his saddle and pulls out a few coins before tossing them to you. As a token of appreciation for your assistance in this matter. Thanks. I appreciate that appreciation. He gives you five gold coins. Nice. And the rest of the caravan catches up around this point, and they just start kind of moving down the road past you. Oh, good luck. Sorry we helped him. We wouldn't have done that if we had known that he was a criminal. No, but if his wagon broke down, that should at least give us a chance to catch up to him. Mm. Oh, and here's our business card. Uh, give us, a, Let us know if you need any further information or... If you have any updates on the case. I don't think we're in a position to do that, to contact you again, but if we happen to see you, we'll say hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Perfect. And if you ever need some help for your kingdom or whatnot, we're the guys. We do stuff like that for kingdoms. We have a really good resume that we'll share with you if, if you want to take a look later on. We're big kingdom fans. You know, we, we like kingdoms. We like stability we like yeah, definitely pro kingdom. Yeah, yeah. We like despotism and <laughs> autocratic <laughs> rule, and one person making all the decisions for thousands. That's what yeah. we're. That's what we're about. That's what we're into. <laughs> and the resulting oppressive poverty as well <laughs> right. for the for the lower lower class. <laughs> that's the kind of thing that really gets us going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so let us know if you want any help with all that. Anyway. Have a good <laughs> have a great day. See you later. <laughs> and then bid you good day and ride off. And they quickly turn south along the road that you came from. Okay. Well, guys, I'd say we came out ahead on that little exchange. Yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we did our good deeds <laughs> today. By two gold. Yeah. We did two good deeds in a row. We didn't know the first one was actually a bad deed, but we did. We still <laughs> did it with good intentions, and that's what, yeah. what counts, right? Yeah. It's like they say, the road to the underworld is paved with good intentions. <laughs> so. We help someone get away, and then we help someone help not help them get away. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So it's like we killed two birds with one stone, basically. Basically. Or killed one bird with two stones. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Great job, guys. Uh, you don't think he's going to, like, begrudge the fact that we gave him over, you know, and join the League of Evil and stuff. Who cares? He's a criminal. They'll catch up to him and take him in. He won't be a problem anymore. I don't know. Just sometimes I feel like the bad things that we do follow us, Shaba, you know? Yeah, but they're bad things done to bad people who deserve it. I mean, think about Alshaz's family that doesn't have, you know, a dad anymore. Remember when we did that? Mm. Poor Alshaz's family. But that guy was an idiot. <laughs> he deserved what he got. <laughs> But we, like, never made good on that promise, Java. Because he didn't give us... Wouldn't he not give us their address? We asked him for yeah. an address, and he wouldn't give it to us. So, so they just don't have... We couldn't do dad. anything. What were we supposed to do? Our hands were tied. Powerless. We did. We tried. We tried, Tokus. Sometimes this world is just... Unfair. Just doesn't line up. Yeah, just... Welcome to life, as I like to say. It ain't fair. Kind of surprised that you still remember his name from, like, 30 sessions ago. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what they say about us rock gnomes. Yep. A rock gnome never forgets. <laughs> At least the bad things that we do. But if it makes you feel any better, Thane, I forgot. <laughs> well, as we've said previously, Aslo has a mind like a sieve. Mm -hmm. Everything goes straight through, but sometimes something gets Except stuck. the gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, gets, that gets stuck every time. <laughs> All right. Anyway, now that we've uh, met our quota of good deeds for the day... I guess we head on. But do those good deeds outweigh 
these lingering bad deeds. Yes. The answer totally. is yes. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've solved that moral dilemma. <laughs> so the rest of the day passes as you're traveling along, and you camp for the night. And during Tilkus's watch, so shortly after midnight, you're sitting by the campfire, or I suppose the bowl of hidden fire, when you think you see something move in the darkness out of the corner of your eye. <gasps> When you turn your attention to focus on what you saw, you don't see anything but some tall grass waving in the shadows under a tree. I never trusted grass. (laughs) (laughs) Always waving this way and that, as if it has something to hide. I was was injured by a blade of grass as a young lad. (laughs) There's no grass down where Tokus is from, down in the caves. It's true, so I don't trust it. (laughs) It's something beyond my understanding. If it moves, I don't trust it. It's so tall, too, the grass out here. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know how I feel about tall things, except for Shaba. He's, he's an exception <laughs> to that yeah. rule. I personally think they should replace all the grass with rocks. <laughs> I'd make them nice and steady. If I was king, <laughs> go all of my subjects, replace all the grass with rocks immediately. <laughs> And then, like, the ecosystem collapses in on itself because the, the horses and the cows can't feed. You and... just pave the entire kingdom with cobblestones. <laughs> but, sir, our village is flooded three times in the last month. I don't care. I don't want to see another plane of Keep cat. piling up those rocks. <laughs> sir. You peasant. Yes. And like Tokus like has this thought bubble where he's like this dictator, this this well yeah, king. And then and then I have them dig dig like a like a new cave and I try to like have them remake my home city. <laughs> and they're toiling down there. Like we haven't seen the sun for years. They're all Nibrins, like all of them have become Nibrin. Oh man. Alright, so I'm gonna roll a dice now. Sweet. <laughs> what are you doing? Tell me what you're doing, and then I'll tell you. I'm what doing a. I'm doing a grass check. I'm checking the grass out. So perception. Yeah. You walk over to where you think you saw something. Yeah. Do you? And I make a ten. Okay. Give me an investigation check. Oh, investigation. Perfect. Sixteen. So you bend down and scour the area for whatever might have moved through here. As you search, you see a small animal footprint. It's probably completely harmless, and you should ignore it and go back to sleep. It's just the wind to took us. I'm going to make a nature check and see if you can identify what kind of animal. That sounds like a much better plan. <laughs> I'm actually pretty good at nature. 20, but not a natural 20. A modest 20. This seems to be a dog print mm. of a rather mm. large species. Two-headed? I smell it to see if I know if it's two-headed. <laughs> I've seen Shaba do that before. I'm trying it out. Like, It works. No, I don't think you could smell anything like that. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to have to cave check out here, but I don't think I can. This isn't a cave. Mm, no. Not yet. Not until you become king. Just the whole kingdom becomes a network of caves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, You're having trouble picking out where the footprints might have come from or gone to, but you can see a couple of them right around here. I don't think we're alone out here. Uh, I think I'm going to slowly back to the camp, and I will wake the others. And they won't be happy about it, but I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. I'll wake Shaba first. (sighs) No offense, Aslo, but he's, he's better for this. Shaba, hey, Shaba. Sorry, sorry to wake you, friend. Hey, listen, are you awake? Isn't it a little early to wake me up? I'm not supposed to be up for another hour and 37 minutes. Listen, Shaba, I don't know how you're able to tell impeccable time like that, but listen, I need your help. (laughs) What's up, Tokus? I saw what I think are dog prints or wolf prints or something. I suddenly sit bolt upright, alert. Where did you see them? Over here. And uh, I'll wake up Aslo, too. Is it possible that Ralph has been rooting around in the grass? He is, after all, a large breed of dog. It could be, Ralph, but I just... I need your ranging. Well, there's only one way to find out, Tokus, and that's to dust for prints. 
Let's get dusted. And match them with Ralph's DNA. Do it, but, but should we also wake up? Because that's how dusting for prints works. Yes, you didn't know I was a forensic scientist, did you? Tuchus? No, I didn't. I, is that how you've been ranging this whole time? You're actually trained as a forensic scientist? I am. Whoa. What? Little did you know. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Where were the tracks? Oh. Show them to me. Um, okay, so uh, are we not going to wake up Aslo then? Okay, I guess it's just the two of us then. I'm like, Ralph, here, boy, here, boy. I, I, I changed my mind, and I think that Shaba will be more than sufficient. All right, I bring Ralph over, and I grab his paw, and I put it into the paw print and see if it matches. See if he's the culprit who's been leaving frivolous footprints all over camp. What breed is Ralph? He's a Mastiff. Yes. Uh, an English Mastiff, to Which be precise. Quite a large breed. Those things are huge. What color is Ralph? Mm, he's like uh, purplish. They have he's, a, a, he's, a, he's a strange breed, <laughs> yeah. They have what? a mottled uh, fur pattern, usually. It's like yeah, a, usually like purple and orange. They call it brindled. Mm. You try to match up his paw with the print there, and actually, size-wise, it matches almost perfectly. But it uh, doesn't look like it's necessarily his. Uh, is it like missing a toe, or Ralph's missing a toe? Or something. <laughs> I guess paw prints. Paw prints are kind of like fingerprints for humans, aren't they? Aren't they different or something? Or no? Um, I don't know. Uh, no idea. Ralph, have you been having secret liaisons here at night? Didn't you detect this other dog? Can't dogs detect one another when they come around? It's it's his girlfriend. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Hmm. Is there something you're not telling us, Ralph? <laughs> I ask him. Ralph just sniffs around. Wait, Shabby, you <laughs> could talk to him. All right, Ralph. We need to find this dog. Sniff him out. Or her. Sniff him. Go. Go, Ralph. Oh, yeah. Isn't talking to dogs something you can do? Yes. Yeah, magically speaking? Like spending a spell slot speaking? I kneel down and I spend a spell slot from yesterday. And I say, (laughs) Ralph, (laughs) I cast Speak With Animal and I say, Ralph, I know you've been a useless party member up until now, but this is the time to change that. You need to find what this dog is doing lurking about in the night. It's not good for anybody. Oh, hello, Shaba. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, hi, hi, Ralph. We need to find this dog because it's ma- it's freaking us out, man. Right, right. Um, what dog is this again? This is the dog that was just here. Can't you smell it? Aren't dogs supposed to be really good at smelling stuff? Look, oh, smell yeah, the yeah. print. I, I smell some stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, can you find it, or do you need Aslo to guide you, like on a leash? F- find what? The other do- the the dog that I'm talking about, the one that I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Can you find, can you find that dog though? Uh, which dog? The one that I was <laughs> talking about that left the print right here. The one that I'm pointing to right here. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that one right there. I found it. It's right there. <laughs> but that's just the footprint that the dog left. I need you to find the actual dog. Shabba, I don't understand why you're getting so uh, so upset about this. I'm just a dog. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> I turn to Tokus. I've been like, this whole time. Is it working? Are you getting through to him? He's not very bright. I don't think we should oh. tell Aslo. <laughs> uh, I think he bought a dog that was dumb. <laughs> yeah, what is Ralph's intelligence score? Probably like a three. Yeah, three. So... I made a check for him. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he can smell the traces of the dog that, that was there. But he doesn't mm. necessarily realize that that's what he's smelling, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Brian just decided to also be Ralph here, so... <laughs> I actually quite liked it. <laughs> Me too. That was pretty good. Quite liked mm. what? I think that's canon. Yeah, we should get Aslo up so that he and Ralph can have a conversation with each yeah. other. Yeah. All right. So let's let's do that. All right. Let's go back to the camp and we wake Aslo up. Somehow you cast Speak with Animal on Aslo. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Aslo, Aslo, wake up. Wait. wait what? If you, oh, I was going to suggest we grab his foot again. Oh, that's, that was a good idea. We'll do that next time. Yeah. If you do it every time, he expects it. Um. Hey. Hey there, friend. Hey, hey guys. Aslo, I've been speaking with your dog, and I mean on like a really deep level, as deep as I believe he is capable uh, of speaking That's with weird. someone. Yeah, it is strange, I know. Uh, I cast Speak With Animal using a spell slot from the prior day, uh, and yeah. yep. <laughs> he has informed me 
that he smells a dog, another dog, that's out there mm. in the, the darkness. And Tokus found the footprint. Yeah, Tokus is quick to take credit there that he found the footprint. Yes, Tokus. Yeah. Okay. Tokus definitely found the footprint. And so I'm trying to work here with Ralph to like maybe help each other out, right? I'm thinking maybe Ralph, being a dog, could lead us to the other dog. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. But even though I can talk to him like on a verbal level with the spell cast, it's not super working out very well. So I huh. thought maybe Why you could that? help. Because you're his master. Uh, oh, because just because he's an idiot. He's a, he's dumb as a box <laughs> hey, of rocks. That's my that's my dog you're talking I'm to. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I don't like to be mean to people, but he's a dog, and so he's not a people, really. You take that back. <laughs> so I was wondering if he's you could maybe... He's a perfectly decent person. Okay, he's a, he's a good guy. So wait, wait, you don't care about people, but when it comes to dogs, all of a sudden... Well, like, I mean, technically they are not people. But yeah. for the sake of this conversation, we'll go ahead and run with the, the whole, yes, he's a person. So, as though, since you're his master, maybe you can convince him to go find the other dog. Mm, but I can't talk to him, though. That's okay. You can give him commands, and he can, you know, follow them, because he's your dog. And that's what dogs do, right? I mean, you have trained him, right? Haven't you? Uh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> You've only you had your for a few days. <laughs> All right, Ralph, um, uh, sniff. He's already kind of sniffing around the area. All right, Ralph, sick him. Go get him. Keep going, Ralph. Go, you can do it. We, we believe that you're capable of finding this dog. Okay, since you've decided to make Ralph an idiot here, I'll have you roll an animal <laughs> handling check. <laughs> see if you can get him to do anything for you. My animal handling is a plus two. What's yours, Aslo? Uh, plus zero. All right, let's both try. Because it sounds okay. like our odds are the odds are against us. I think it'd be weird for me to roll animal handling twelve because you haven't built a rapport with Ralph. Yeah, like like you're the owner, or mm. like Shab is like talking to him. Uh, I rolled a sixteen, so that's an eighteen. Mm. Okay, so you do manage to convey to him what you actually want. No, nice. and Ralph starts sniffing around and trying to follow the trail of this unknown dog. I knew you could do it, Ralph. Right, I, I think I smell something over here. All right, let's 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 go with that. Let's pretend that that's really the one. Keep going with it. It smells good, whatever it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like good as in a female. Oh, wait, I didn't hear him say that. <laughs> <laughs> Tokus is going crazy. Like what? I can I can speak dog now. What's going on? So he sniffs his way around, and the path kind of goes out away from camp a little ways, curves around behind you on the road, and back down the road that, where you came from. Okay. And then the trail goes cold, or? You can keep on going, but he follows it back down the road for, you know, 50 feet, 100 feet. All right, Tokus, mm. do we pack up camp and get on the trail of this wild dog, or do we just go back and go to sleep? I mean, except for you. I'm pretty sure we go back to sleep, right? We don't actually have a reason to follow a random dog that's just walking around in the wild. Agreed. I don't know. It seems like it checked us out and then left. And if it's a similar size to Ralph, it's kind of concealing potentially a, a rider. So as Ralph gets far enough away, he notices that there's actually the smell of more than one dog here. Several mm. have gathered around this area, and it's kind of hard to follow any one specific one at this point. Almost like a herd or a pack. You know what? Now what I think about it, I think there's like more than one dog around here. Guys, there's more than one dog. I forget what comes after one, but um, whatever that is, <laughs> that's how many has been here. Oh, there's a few. There's a couple, maybe. Uh, what breeds and genders are they? Mm, what's a breed and a gender? Never mind. Guys, there's more than one dog, but I don't think it really matters that we should go back. Because they're just dogs, right? I mean, what harm could they possibly do? Well, I shouldn't say it that way. They're just dogs, <laughs> but they don't really... Aslo has seen enough movies to know that after you say that is when all the bad things happen. Yeah. Sorry I said that, guys. So we should go back to sleep, right? Yeah, totally. All right, Tokus, keep a keen eye out. We'll go back to camp and resume sleeping. And keep Ralph close by your side, so that he can bark and howl at any other dogs that come too close. Okay? All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. And Tokus, when everybody else goes to sleep, I gently pet Ralph. Because I've, I've read some literature that says it like lowers your blood pressure, and I think Tokus suffers a little bit from a slightly heightened <laughs> blood pressure. And I'm just, just kind of just, just 
petting, petting Ralph as, as we sit and, and <laughs> watch nice. watch the, the night together. So you stay on watch for the remainder of your time, but you don't see anything else. You don't hear anything of note mm. either. Mm. Ralph, don't tell Aslo, but I'm, I'm enjoying our time together. <laughs> he might be jealous. He seems like the jealous type, Ralph. Um, the rest of the night passes. <laughs> do you do anything when you get up in the morning, anything different? Look around. Yeah, maybe uh, Shabbos just do a, a cursory check to see if any other tracks showed up. Okay, how about you give me a survival... A 19, another 19. You scour the area. Your search turns up actually several sets of footprints. Mm. And it looks like this group of dogs came along the road behind you and fanned out around where you were camped. Mm. And the one that took his thought he saw under the tree was just one of this pack that was kind of around you. Mm. And Ralph didn't say anything? awfully unusual. After they were around you, the footprints lead away into the surrounding grasslands in different directions. Hmm. Asla, I'm sorry to say it, but I think we need to trade Ralph in for another dog. Uh, this is like the worst dog. Seriously. No, pretty <laughs> sure he's the awesomest dog ever. Okay? Dude, there were a bunch of other dogs and he didn't even bark. Tokus saw one. Well, he's not a barking dog. He's a riding dog. They're different. <laughs> well, then we need to invest in a barking dog, I think. <laughs> All right, if you insist. <laughs> but I'm not getting rid of Ralph. All right, fair enough. Non-negotiable. So a pack of dogs just surrounded us and then took off last night, by the way, guys. Oh, that's really weird. That's what I've surmised by examining the surrounding area. That's yeah, awfully odd. Are we going in the same direction by any chance? They came up behind you as if they okay. were like following your path on the road. But then they passed hmm. around us. Did they go the same direction that we're traveling or the opposite? Same direction you're traveling. Okay. And they, looking ahead of you on the road, you don't see any of their prints. It looks okay. like they just kind of stayed around you and then dispersed at some point during the night. Okay, in fairness, let's think about this logically, folks. If they were going to ambush us, it would have been during the night when some of us were sleeping. If they wanted us dead, they would have killed us already. <laughs> yeah. And are we sure that there aren't riders? Are we positive that these are just... No. Wolves? The riders didn't leave footprints. That's what I'm getting at, Shop. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a ranger long enough to know. <laughs> there could be something riding on those wolves. Maybe it was other wolves. Or maybe maybe it was other <laughs> wolves on wolves. Maybe it was other other adventurers, you know, and they're also headed to where we're going. And I don't know, Shaba. What's to say that there weren't wolves on wolves on wolves? It could be. They could have been circus wolves. <laughs> the balance. That's the worst kind of wolves. <laughs> the worst. First circus bears. Now it's circus wolves. We'll never leave the circus behind us. Wait. The circus bears are on the wolves? Oh, oh that's what it, it was is. the circus Dude. bears riding the circus wolves. They're following us. They've been no. tracking us ever since Eldrazer. Oh, we no. can't get away from them. How did they climb the rope after we retracted it? And where are their unicycles? No, they've traded. They, obviously, they met a merchant along the road. It was Mr. Oh. Whiteleaf, and he traded them their unicycles for the wolves. He had them in the back of his cart. It all circles back around. Wait, wait, no, this doesn't make any logical sense. And Tokus pops through a thinking bubble and uh, says, guys, snap out of it. And I slap you both. And, I, and, then, and, then, and then I don't think it worked, so I slap him again. Uh. Yeah, let's get back on the road, guys. I don't think we can figure out this out until we see them for ourselves. Yeah, what did the soldier say that Melinar's real name was again? Something Whiteleaf? Imondal Whiteleaf. Imondal? Irendal, I-R-E-N-D-A-L. All right, sorry, that was an aside. Uh, you're right, Tokus. Let's get on the road and see if we come across them today. Or ideally not. Or That not. too. Yes. We're not here to make friends. We're just here to finish the mission. True. We've got to get the job done. we got to get to wherever it is we're going. <laughs> <laughs> In life, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Marla Theronsford Shop. Easter End. Easter End in Erend. So you continue traveling along, and it takes you a good portion of the day. So it's probably early afternoon or so by the time you arrive. But you finally do arrive at the town of Easter End. Easter End. The Damage Guild Podcast. 
where the most magical item of all is your imagination. In a world that's much like our own, the DGP has created another adventure. And it's within the same world as the one that you guys have come to know and love. So this extra adventure we created during the coronavirus pandemic, whatever you want to call this thing that we're going through together as a world. So we put that extra time into creating another project so that new characters, uh, each of us is taking a different turn at being the dungeon master, which has been really interesting. And uh, as I'm recording this mid-roll, I, I have actually stepped into the ring. Yes, me, Sean, Tokus Alton has uh, become a dungeon master himself. We know that financials across the board are tough for people, so please understand that it is with the utmost sincerity that I tell you about this promotion we're doing for the next two days, because you guys are going to be getting this mid-roll at the very end of June. For the month of June, we were doing a coupon code, and that coupon code not only unlocked a discount on merch in our store, but more importantly, we also decided for this period of time to give away one of these bonus episodes I'm talking about, even if you're the lower tier for Patreon. For those of you that don't know how Patreon works, for content creators that you like or love their stuff, you sign up for a small subscription fee, kind of like getting a a monthly comic book or something of the sort, Um, except you're getting more recorded content, more written content, and for the higher tiers, you're actually getting some more video content where we sit down and do a Q&A session with our top tier Patreons and just kind of hang out and answer questions. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, extra content from us, magic item blocks that Thane does, monthly newsletters uh, that each of us take turns writing, or just more DGP content in the world that we've created, give it a look-see. I don't think you'll be disappointed. And if you want to do it, do it soon. Because that coupon's going to go away in the next couple days. Anyway, I'd like to thank our current patrons for supporting us and giving us the opportunity to make more sweet, sweet content for you all. And with that, talk us out. Let's get back to the adventure. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. The town seems to be of moderate size and fairly wealthy, but the longer you spend in the town, the more it feels as though something is wrong. Mm -hmm. Here and there, you can see signs of poorly maintained buildings and infrastructure. The whitewash is faded or peeling off of many of the houses. Signs are in need of repainting. Wagons and carts are sitting neglected in alleyways. And there don't seem to be as many people on the street as you would expect in a town this size. Almost all of those you do see are women, children, or the elderly. Oh, okay. Hmm. So the men are gone. Tokus, this is a perfect opportunity for you to find a soulmate. I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) First, I think we should go to the Merchant's Guild and give them the fake note from Milinar and see if they'll actually give us something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it seems like a bad idea. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) On second thought, we should probably just burn that. Yeah. Let's go collect our thing first, our, our quest uh, let's get that out, checked off our quest log, mm. and then we'll inquire about the mysterious lack of menfolk. Yeah. Mm. We could also go buy some tool belts and uh, walk around looking for handyman work to do. That's a pretty good way to get on the, the good side of the women folk. I hear. <laughs> you fix up their houses because their husbands are gone, and then they fall in love with you. And want to get is that, <laughs> get is that how that works? <laughs> I think so. But that's Shabba, that humans are weird, Tokus. Don't don't get me wrong. Shabba, there's so much you don't know about rock gnome culture. This is one of them. Rock gnome courtship, it's special. Uh, okay, it's okay. not it's not simple. Like you just fix up their stuff. You know, mm. it's, it's it's more complex. Shabba, you just you just don't understand. And Tokus okay. Tokus starts off. Rock gnome women like you to fix up their gems, I guess. Mm-hmm. You have to mine the finest of gems and craft them 
and you you basically write them a story with those gems, Chaba. You just uh, don't get it, okay? You just don't wow. get it. Right. No. I was just going to say, in, in halfling culture, all you have to do is write them a song, and then you just get married on the spot. Mm. So Yeah, I have heard that about halflings. So singing a song yeah. to a woman is legally binding marriage? Yes, as soon as you <laughs> sing to her, she is bound to you for wow. life in marriage. Yeah. And, and mm. out of Tokus's frustration, she says, well, how's, how's that working out for you, Aslo? Huh? Huh? <laughs> I'd sew my mouth shut if I were a halfling. <laughs> That's like the equivalent of like the chastity belt in their culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so their mouth. Uh, all right, moving along. Uh, <laughs> this has been enlightening. Uh, I stop a woman in the street. I say, "Excuse me, where can I find a man around here?" <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean that in a derogatory way. I just meant I noticed the lack of men, and I thought maybe there was one around that I could talk to. I mean, I could talk to you if you want, but it's kind of weird, right? You could look for any member of the guard. There's some of them around. Mm. I tap a guard on the shoulder. From, <laughs> I come up behind him, tap him <laughs> on the shoulder, and I go, ha, before he turns around. <laughs> okay, you find an old guardsman. He's probably in his late 40s, you think. Oh, man. Jeez. Well, hey, old timer. <laughs> <laughs> Where have all the men gone? Interesting to see you around here, but no, have you not heard? Are you travelers from another country, perhaps? Yeah, a real far away one. I don't know what it's called, but we're from there. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. We're from Inept in Ormog. Yeah, it's not that far. Yeah, but we're not inept. We're we're just from there. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Heranth is at war for both Nardek and Crydel. Dang, dude, that sucks. You, so is it like a Nardek Crydel sandwich with you guys caught in between? <laughs> are you are you like the the meat of the sandwich war? The war sandwich? War of the sandwiches. Um, Crydel is to the northwest and Nardek is to the northeast. Oh. So if you'd mm. followed the previous road northeast, then you would have gotten to Nardek. Okay, so mm. they're both attacking you guys? Yes, unfortunately. What did you do to them? Well, I didn't do anything. Well, clearly. I mean, you're too old to do much. (laughs) (laughs) You you must be in your 40s. (laughs) At your age, you can possibly contribute to society in any meaningful way. (laughs) Wait a second, wait a second. So, uh, are they both teaming up on you? No, the wars seem to be unrelated, at least as far as I know. What? So they're both just attacking you at the same time, but for different reasons? That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. You guys must be real jerks. Wars <laughs> have been rife across the land for decades. This is nothing new. Uh, well, that's true, mm. but I mean, two wars at the same time? That seems like a real drain on the old resources. Hence the lack of men in the town. Yeah. Most of them have been set up to the northeast border. Huh. Fortunately, the Crydel's war seems to be winding down. It looks like we might be out of that one soon. Mm, good. That's good. I mean, if there's no paternity leave, then there's no new citizens. So that's something to think about. That's one way to <laughs> that curb true. the population growth. <laughs> I mean, surely you don't plan to populate the whole city yourself, you and the few guards that they left. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry, Tokus has reproduction on the brain. So. <laughs> Does this break family-friendly bounds? Uh, <laughs> Possibly. Uh, we, we might cut that. I don't know. We, we'll might, see. we might cut that. <laughs> Douglas, snap out of it. And I slap him. Oh, oh, okay. All right. We're here on a mission. I, well, Chava uh, was talking about me getting a wife or something, and all, you know, all of a sudden I started thinking that there's a real possibility that I could find true love. Just saying, when the opportunity is rife, maybe it's time for a wife. <laughs> Is that an old uh, Goliath it's an old saying? Goliath proverb. So Tokus pulls out his uh, smartphone, and he has several of those, you know, dating apps downloaded, and he, like, switches it to, like, filter the different heights. So I only want to date, like, the women in this town that are of a certain height, and they're all, like, elderly, like, hunched over. Unfortunately, no Sahuagans. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. True. Well, no, she's my ex-wife. Oh, that's already happened? Oh, man. I don't know imagine. Jeez. Keep us in the loop, why don't yeah, you? Jeez. Tokus, come on. <laughs> Inform us of huge life events. In my imagined narrative of our marriage and everything, like, that's disintegrated. 
Um, the oh. kids have swam off to school at this point. <laughs> okay. And, uh, <laughs> but that had happened in the distant future. So you, you did, it, that was after you retired from adventuring, and then you got yeah, divorced. in the because, theater of my mind, Shaba. Yeah, because she found out that you had her brother's trident. Yes. She thinks I killed him. <laughs> and he never returned from battle, and you realize you killed her brother, and then she hated yep. you forever. Uh, and she could never forgive yeah, you. It was like this really tragic love circle thing. Tragic storyline. Yeah. yeah. I forgot all this happened in your imagination. <laughs> so listen, old timer. Thanks for the chat. We'll see you around, I guess, if you can get around that well anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're at it, uh, can you tell us where we are trying to... I mean, can you... Yeah, can you point us in the right direction? Marla Therensford's shop. That's where we're going. Yeah. Sure, you'll find it down this way, and he gives you some directions. Sick. Sweet. Thanks again. So yeah, you follow the directions you're given and arrive at a two-story structure with a sign out front declaring it Therensford Ceramics. Oh. <clears throat> Wait, so gears, pots. Nope. Nope. Mm, yeah, I still don't know what we're making. Gears, art, and ceramics. Yeah, like the, the tree, the plant mm. art. All right, we'll go inside. I'll duck my head down and... As you open the door to enter the shop, a little bell rings above you. And looking around, you see the shelves are stocked with all sorts of china and earthenware. Thin layer of dust covers most of the goods, although you can see someone has at least attempted to do some dusting here and there. Mostly on the lower shelves. Man, I feel like a goat in a china shop. You guys ever get that <laughs> sensation? You know, like like what they say, like a goat in the china shop, like the old. I I've never heard that expression nope. before, actually, Shava. No, it means some. It means you're in a situation where you could potentially do a whole lot of damage really easily. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a goat running around in you know in a shop like this that could break a bunch of stuff. I'm not, I'm not familiar with the expression. Is this is this a Goliath? <laughs> Another Goliath saying. Yeah, an yeah, old Goliath proverb. Anyway, I call out. Ferens Ford. You hear some footsteps up above, then after a moment, a girl bounces down the stairs and behind the counter. She couldn't be older than 14. She's wearing a simple white gown and has a long ponytail. She seems a little bit nervous when she sees you, but curtsies politely and clears her throat. <clears throat> Welcome, sirs, to Ferens Ford Ceramics. Uh, please, le- let me know if you need assistance or when you are ready to make a purchase. Uh, we're looking for Marlis. I believe he or she goes by Marl for short. My father is away, but I've been left in charge of the store in his absence. Ah, uh, gotcha. Well, old Marl mm. owes old Lady Restuvius a uh, a present, and we are here to pick it up. Aslo, if you would be so kind. I reach down one of my long sleeves and pull out whoosh, one of the scroll tubes. The only remaining scroll tube. Just leaving it in your sleeve all the time? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was just in my sleeve. And you're sure that never fell out as you were moving in your... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She takes the scroll tube, opens it, and carefully breaks the seal on the scroll with a small knife, then starts reading the letter. Her brow furrows in some confusion. Um, I think... Please wait here a moment. Okay. She lights a nearby candle, opens a door under the stairs, and goes through it into the cellar, closing the door behind her. Hmm. Okay. I uh, elbow Tokus and I say, Tokus? Huh? Hmm? Yeah, I, I hope we hmm? finish the mission. I mean, she's about your height, roughly. Yeah, but we did we catch her age? I mean, I feel strange. And also, like, being imaginally... Uh, recently divorced. It's it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, tough. it's tough to get back out there, but you can do it, Tokus. That's true. But yeah, yeah, I think chances are she might get a little taller as she grows uh, up, yeah. so that might not work out super well. Yeah, I was going to say, she's probably like a young human, isn't it? I mean, none of you guys are humans, so maybe you wouldn't know. I can't tell one human from the next, honestly. <laughs> I, yeah, I, <laughs> they all look the same to me, really. Pretty sure human females get quite a bit taller before they do any can't sort of... can't even tell the males from the females, honestly. I just... <laughs> Excuse me, human... Human, I'd like to speak with you. Yeah, I, I don't know, Tokus. I wish I could help you, but I'm not a, I'm not a master of human biology. Yeah. Might be one of those things where we just have like a, a nice friendly encounter and then I'll come back in, you know, 40 or 50 years or however long it takes mm. for humans to mature and <laughs> yeah. see, where, see where it goes. And then she might be old enough by then. Who knows? Yeah. That's a good plan. <laughs> I like that, yeah. So, several minutes pass, and another customer, an older woman, walks into the store. Hello, welcome to Theron's Ford's shop. May I help you? 
<laughs> oh, wait, are we standing behind the counter? <laughs> All of us we are now. No, yeah. no, we're just out in the in the shopping area. Can we help you to find anything? Oh, no, thank you, dearies. I find my own goods. I know what I'm looking for. Ah, perhaps a nice bowl or maybe a dish, perhaps a cup. We have it all. Yeah, I'd like to point your attention over to this fine vase here. Mm, that's a good one. I, I like that one a lot. I'm afraid I can't afford anything that fancy. Uh, she, she's hobbling on, over on a cane over to some earthenware, clay pots and things. Oh, mm. that's a nice selection. Those are great. Those are very durable. They last a long time. <laughs> and they're stylish, too, for people on a budget. I think they would fit mm -hmm. really well into your home. They really bring the outside in, you know? Mm -hmm. Literally. Get that earth, earthy <laughs> feel in your house. It's great. This is from our signature line, actually. Our signature yeah. clay, clay claymation station line. That's what we call it. <laughs> because these pots come alive in the night. <laughs> when you're not looking. I'm pretty sure this is called harassment shop, but I'm not sure, because it's me. But <laughs> Matokas, we're simply helping a customer find a product. I don't know, Shaba. That's what good salespersons do. I, I feel like you're just commentating her entire stay. We're trying to prove ourselves. <laughs> it seems like she's having trouble hearing most of what you're saying anyway. Uh, <laughs> just as well. That's just like it is with Aslo and I and you, Shaba. Mm. Selective hearing. She's just browsing through the pots, carefully picking them up and looking them over. And as she's doing that, you hear the door open once again, and the girl returns, carrying a small box branded with the store's trademark on the front. I think this is what you ordered. Uh, everything has already been paid for. Uh, will you be making any additional purchases today? Nah, the stuff in here is crap, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> You see a small tear forming in her eye and she quickly wipes it away. Shaba, can you do that thing that you do with people when you, like, tell if they're, like, sure about things? Ah, uh, yeah. She doesn't seem so sure about if that's the right thing, you know? I can make an empathic check. I empathically check her. With an insight roll. And that is a 13. Uh, well, she's not lying. Tokus, she's telling the truth. As far as you can tell, it seems like she's just kind of new to running the shop, and mm. so she's understandably not entirely sure about all of her moves. But she is putting forth her best effort to give you what you ordered. Does the thing that she... Oh, go ahead, Tokus. Sean. No, you... Please. Aslo, of course. Go ahead. I mean, you are my boss after all, so I mean, you know. Um, that's true. I definitely am that. Um, <laughs> this thing that she is presenting to us, does it look like the type of thing that Lady Restuvius would want in her home? It's just a box. Uh, so presumably right. there's something in the box. So definitely, yes. Okay. I look, at, I look to see if there are any markings on the box that she would have used to identify this as the right package. He did say it had the, the shop's insignia on it. Yeah. Okay. The logo. But you don't see any other marks on it. Okay. I mean, if we were to look down into the basement, would we see a huge pile of exactly the same box and insignia? <laughs> yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. It's just hundreds of that exact box. Mm, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, which one is it? <laughs> yeah, is there any, like, tag on it that has a name or any, any other marking like besides? Like, invoice number? Yeah, yeah, right. You don't see anything. Like hmm. that. So, how do you know that's the right one? You seemed unsure of yourself. Oh, I I keep an inventory. It's all on the list, written down mm -hmm. where every box is and who it's supposed to go to. So you know that this box is definitely the one that was on the list. Um, I mean, it was about a foot off of where it was supposed to be, but there wasn't anything else there. So hmm. it, it seems right. Um, but yet that doesn't really seem like you're super sure about it. Well, we haven't had any or very many orders along these lines. There are only a few boxes down there it could have been, and this one seems by far the most likely. It, the others all seem to match up to my ledger pretty well. Do me a small favor. Pull up the order for Lady Restuvius, check out what that includes, and then please open this box and check to make sure that it matches with the orders. We're not at liberty to do so. We're not allowed. Lady Restuvius yeah. has forbidden us from looking at what she ordered. So please, if you just wouldn't mind, just for our own peace of mind, that would be wonderful. And and you would provide excellent service to us, the stand-ins for your customer. Yep, that would get you that five-star review you're looking for while your dad's gone. We would definitely nelp you a five-star review, and mm -hmm. it would be known all over Nanept. And 
you could basically just consider us your future potential, maybe customers. If we were happy with this exchange. <laughs> the next time we're back in town. The next time we're back in town, we'll definitely buy maybe a thing. Or or the three of us will come inside and make your shop look real busy to attract other customers who will buy stuff. It might take me a while to find the original order. I'm not sure where my father kept all of his old papers like that. That's all right. We've got all the time in the world. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Thank you. Uh, but first off, let me just deal with this woman over here, if you don't mind. Of course, of course. So, yeah, you you turn and see that the old woman has come up behind you and kind of in a line. The girl greets her and says, Welcome to Ford Ceramics. Um, is that your purchase today? And, oh, yes, dear. It's, this is just fine. You see, it's like nice brown, plain pot there. Mm. Good choice. Is that the one that Shaba recommended? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I should get a commission. Because you recommended everything in the shop. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I should definitely get a commission on this sale. Just saying. I have people over from the other side and say, oh, is that the claymation station line? I've heard that's really good. Yeah, the signature. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful stuff. Yeah. It goes with your eyes. Excuse me, <laughs> sirs, but... Could you please not say misleading things about our products? Oh, uh, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> oh, sorry. We're trying to help you sell. Yeah, I look on the display table where they are and see if there's any indicators of what they're actually called. It doesn't look like anything has a name. It's just pots. Would you consider calling this your signature claymation station line? It would really bring a whole new vibe to the product line, I feel like. I'm sorry, we're consultants. That's just naturally what we do. Uh, this is yeah. this is Aslo Tendertoe. He's the owner of this company. We're marketing consultants. Yes. <laughs> we're adventuring and marketing. We're ad- adventure marketing consultants. It's like a melding of the two worlds. Exactly. And so we bring new life to old businesses. That's what we do. Here's our card. If you need help marketing, we're, we're here to help. Yes. But we're also here to get in the way of you making sales. Right. So <laughs> we're going to let you make this sale. Yeah, we'll excuse ourselves. Please help this other customer and you'll be right with us. All right. So she finishes up <laughs> dealing with the older woman and then heads back downstairs. You hear some banging and rustling down there. Sounds like probably drawers sliding open and closed. Mm, I approve. After about 10 minutes, she comes back up. And says, okay, so this is what's in there. And she takes the box, and I can't really open it. It's already nailed shut, but... Oh, right. She reaches down and grabs this little metal bar and just kind of pries it open. Mm. Or is struggling to pry it open. Eventually, she peeks inside and says, oh, uh, hmm. Just a minute. And she takes the box and heads back downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Aha, I knew it. All right. I knew it was the right. And actually, that that was you guys. You guys figured that out. Well, but no, I mean, you were right, though, Shaba. She didn't seem sure of herself. Yeah, but it was your guys' suspicions that put me on that train of thought. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you did, you did empath. Yeah, so. but I wouldn't have gotten all aboard if it hadn't been for you guys pulling right out of the station. Hmm. Really, it was all me. Um, yeah. But I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's uh, a, like a spell we can cast or something... <laughs> To make mm. sure that this is, in fact, the right Zone thing. Zone of, of truth. truth. <laughs> <laughs> Green flame. Green, Green flame. flame. Um, I, I mean, I could diplomat her, but it's not like we think that she's lying. She's just not totally sure of herself. Mm. Well, you already told her to check the contents against the list. So, yeah. presumably, she'll do that with whatever she gives you. Yeah, true. All right. I guess we wait it out then. Guys, I'm starting to worry that we're going to have to go fight that war for them and then bring the dad back. Oh, yeah. Is he actually in the war? I would assume so. did she just say he was away? Yeah, that's a good connection that I did not draw for some reason. It's okay. I'm on, like, Donkey Kong tonight, Shaba. Yeah. Detective (laughs) Tokus on the case. That's right. She just said that he was out of town. But she didn't say where. Yeah, but like, so that's something typical that children will do. That's a defense mechanism. She doesn't want to deal with the fact that her dad is at war right now. So she calls him being away right now on business. Wow. That's deep. Yeah. He just went all the way down. AKA going to die. Way to get inside (laughs) the NPC's head, Tokus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe you are this girl's soulmate. 
You just have to wait another yeah, well, 50 years. Well, actually, to my detriment, like, this kind <laughs> of analysis is not actually good in the dating realm for some reason. It's almost as if people prefer you to ask them genuine questions and mm. genuinely hear them out to gain new information rather than making assumptions right. based on intuition. Even if that's good and even if it's insightful or correct – you build a better relationship if you don't draw those uh, inquiries on your own brain power. And then you're sometimes wrong. So, and then Tokus gives Shaba like a 30 minute speech on, like, on what not to do on a date. And yeah, that way he can, you know, be successful in the future. Yeah. That's something Shaba doesn't really have a whole lot of experience in is the love game or a whole lot of prospects. Those love yeah. games with <laughs> <Not> so <much. laughs> Okay. So the girl comes back up in another couple of minutes. She's holding a very similar looking box to the first one. Ah, it's the same thing. And then she <laughs> sets it down on the counter. It says, this is what you were looking for. I'm terribly sorry for the confusion earlier. It's all good. You just, you checked this one to make sure it was right this time though, right? Yes, yes. Everything's good. It's all in there. Sweet. I look around the edge of the box to see if it looks like it was re- recently pried open. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you see a couple little marks underneath the lid on one side. Right on. All right. Well, thanks. We'll be sure to let Lady Restuvius know that we were provided with excellent and timely service. Mm -hmm. Yep, and we hope your dad comes back safe from the war. Good luck, kid. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your patronage. She curtsies politely as you leave. (laughs) And then starts crying. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, maybe we should go fight both of those wars for this nation that we owe nothing to. Just to save her dad. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because, like, even if he lives through that one war that's almost finished, they're going to send him into the other one. That's right. Side quest. We do have plenty of time on our hands, and we could easily sway the balance of both wars uh, single-handedly, and we don't have anything else that we're trying to do right now. So I think that's a great idea. Agreed. All right, guys. (laughs) We're, We're all decided. Let's do this. All right. So we uh, save both wars, uh, save her father, bring him back. And I throw the box in the alley. <laughs> we don't need this anymore. <laughs> no, we'll come back for it after the wars. Yeah. It'll definitely still be there. Uh, all right. Well, sorry this town has fallen into such disrepair because the country is fighting a war on two fronts, but not a whole lot we can do about it, except maybe buy some tool belts and walk around town looking for some handyman action. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if we ever wanted to start a criminal career, this is the perfect time. They have, like, no guards. Like, ah. look. Like, look at all the shops just mm. waiting to be pilfered. Wow. It's like, no, stop it. Stop it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> my, my dark side has been starting to, like, take over a little bit. Like, it used to be in my head, but, like, lately it's been, like, taking over parts of my body, and that was Man. just taking over my, my mouth, and yeah, it's like, it's kind of wow. unsettling. I feel like I need to better master this darkness that's growing inside of me. If I wasn't technically lawful good, I'd really like that idea. It's brilliant. Yeah, you should, uh, you should probably get that checked out there, Tokus. I don't think that's healthy. Yeah, I'll probably see the Alchemist Guild if we ever go home. Oh, we're, we're headed home next. That's true. We are. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, just in time before I do something I regret. I mean... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go there now. Let's get out of this town. I don't like the fact that everything needs to be painted. (laughs) (laughs) If there's anything I like less than work, it's painting. (laughs) If there's anything I like less than work, it's looking at things that need to be worked on. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So if you stick to the roads heading back, it should take you about four days or so. We do stick to the roads, and we look out for wild dog packs. With circus bears riding them. Yeah. We also look out for black riders as well. Mm. Nazgul. <laughs> and if we, if we see any, then we don't stick to the roads anymore. You leave Isteranda behind you and head off once again for Ormog and Nept. Home, <sighs> sweet, home, sweet, sweet, sweet home. home. And I take a deep breath of that fresh, salty Nept sea air. It smells like fish. Well, you're not there yet. I take a pre-breath of that air Just because I can almost (laughs) smell it coming As a ranger, he can actually smell it from four days' travel away Mm, Yeah That's one of his his abilities Mm -hmm. Yeah, what are they cooking over there, Shaba? Can you tell me what's on the menu? Ah, something at the Salted Slug They've got some eels cooking Oh, it smells good (laughs) Yeah, but it'll probably be leftovers by the time we get home How far was the journey, Aslo? Have you never had leftover eel? It is quite delectable, I must say 
That's right. I haven't. I've never had leftover eel. I've had regular eel. It actually was really good. Mm. Hmm. I'd wager about four days travel. Four days? Yeah. But I'm going crazy now, and, like, the darkness inside me is maybe taking over now. And Tokus is, like, obviously blowing this out of proportion. Like, it's it's not actually that bad. But Tokus, in his mind, thinks it's that bad. Mm. That night at the campfire, I take out a spare sheet of uh, leather from my pack, and I begin working on a straight jacket for Tokus. <laughs> <laughs> Shaba, how thoughtful. <laughs> Just saying, when you go crazy, you're going to want to have one of these. Like, I would say Tokus is a bit of a hypochondriac when it comes to his darkness. Definitely. I could see that. As you are camped around the fire, it is just after Tokus's watch has finished up, which means, Shaba, you're on watch, and I'll let you make the check this time. Give me a perception. Uh, 18. You're standing there. Your animals are all asleep next to you friends are asleep and you see just a little bit off the road there's some movement in the tall grass you don't see anything actually causing the movement just the grass itself sways in one spot stupid grass just wait till tokus becomes king (laughs) (laughs) then you'll see then you'll see then you'll regret your untrustworthy actions i let the grass sway all at once too it's not bothering me Okay. About 20 seconds later, you hear rustling coming from all directions around you and pounding footsteps, but you don't actually see any creatures. Guys. And roll initiative. Guys! What? 